Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That episode. I'm Victoria. And I'm Trev. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 10 of Sex and the City, titled Bells of the Balls, which aired on July 29th, 2001. And this is one of your favorite episodes, Trev. I love this episode. It's one that I I weirdly watch a lot, but not for the reason I think most people would assume. So when we were first picking our episodes, I asked you, like, is the mud wrestling episode going to be on your list? And you were immediately like, yes. So yes. tell me what the reason is. So I, obviously, I love the mud wrestling. I love the the Aiden and Big of it all. And I like that at the end, we do get a sort of, like, armistice between them when they're having breakfast after their fight. Mm. But what I really love about this episode is I like all the B-plot stuff more than I like the kind of carry Aiden Big of it all. Like Steve's testicle issue, Samantha's job. And then Trey and Charlotte. And Charlotte. I like all that a lot. Because it's just so insane to me. <laughs> like, I think all of the men in this episode are so annoying. There, This is a very annoying man episode. Yeah, like, all of them are on their worst behavior. Really, truly. And I... Like, Steve was getting on my nerves. Trey was getting on my nerves. Big was being such a douchebag. Aiden with his macho bullshit. And the thing like, is, is, and Richard is the, the and Richard worst. being such a sexist pig so and it's like i i think there are different tiers in this episode of how annoying the men are too like richard is richard and big to me are bottom of the barrel big is the most annoying big Big is is, even more annoying than richard i agree he's so pathetic he's so self-loathing he's so self-involved he refuses to see how anyone else feels like Like, you show up at your ex-girlfriend's new man's cabin in the woods on a long weekend To get drunk and complain about his new girlfriend. Who treats him like he treated Carrie. Exactly. Like, the part where he was like, and I just followed her around like a lost puppy. I'm like, oh, that's exactly the way Carrie used to do. Or when he's he's like, I can always, she can always get in touch with me, but I can never get her. And I'm like, that's literally what you did with Carrie. Like, verbatim, that is how she described it. So, like, Big is the worst. Richard is the second worst. Trey sits in the middle for me because, again, it's just this, like, macho-adjacent nonsense. Yeah. Like, refusing to take, to see that the responsibility might be on him, even though at the end of the day we realize it isn't. Uh, Him, biologically, that's the reason they can't get pregnant. With fear. He, it's he fear. He's that just, situation with fear. He's so terrified of the scenario and Charlotte is truly like being so nice to him trying so hard to like make him feel better and take responsibility and all that so he's so annoying Steve and Aiden I think are very annoying but I have the most sympathy for them because like Steve going through this going through something he's going through this big medical change and thank god he's like healthy now but it's like a large shift in your body. That's going to feel weird for a while, you know, and it feels emasculating. I mean, look, as a gay person, a gay man, I don't like a balls or whatever to me. I don't understand. I've never been like, 
I've never cared about my balls in the way that straight men seem to. And I've never cared about, like, my partner's balls in the way that straight men seem to think that their partners care about it. So, but I understand Steve, his point of view of being like, I feel emasculated in mm. an extent, you know? This is something so... He associates his balls with his, with his manhood. And I don't totally. really think gay men... It do? sound of it really do that. In my experiences, at least. And then Aiden, I like... I understand where he's coming from because he doesn't trust Carrie with good reason. And he doesn't trust Big with even better reason. Do I... I think he's... I think he's trying to do the right thing, but he's obviously going to be a bit be a bitch about it the whole time, and I think that's his right. I'm least annoyed by Aiden and yes, Steve in this episode. Exactly. Totally agree. I am like, most annoyed with Big. Yeah, and then Trey. Oh man! Oh, it's I so mean, because Richard, Big Richard and, and Trey, Trey are like. I feel like Richard and Trey are tied because they're yeah. both doing something that's very sexist. Like he, yes. Trey, is handling his situation with fear and for that reason he comes off as sexist because he's like why is it immediately me with the problem like yeah okay so like the problem is charlotte's eggs and like i mean we later find out it is but he didn't have to handle it and say no which is just like especially when she's her reasoning isn't because when they to blame him she just wants to know what's going on but like and even then charlotte she brings it up because it's easier and less invasive to test him than it is to test her so it's just like it's in the steps of like hey obviously something is wrong it's easier to test you so let's do that first just in case charlotte has tried so hard with trey on every little thing and trey never gives any effort and for that reason over backwards I find him more annoying than Richard in this episode because Richard is just, like, the classic case of, like, the sexist man. Because we also don't know Richard's going to stick around. Right. We don't really know enough about him, but we've been annoyed with Trey for this exact same issue before. For, like, two seasons now. For two whole seasons. And so I find him more annoying than Richard. I agree. I agree with you Um, 100% on that. Yeah. But let's jump into, like, the whole rest of the episode. But the reason... All of that aside, I like it because it is such a weirdly man-centric episode. Right. And these women are just befuddled by how these men are acting. They're acting like such fools. It's so funny to see them just at their worst. And it brings out a really, a different side of each of the women, I feel like. I agree. I think the person that handles it the best is Charlotte. Yeah, I agree. This is a, this is a decent, Char- a good Charlotte episode. This is a good Charlotte episode. She remains calm and patient longer than I would have. Oh like, my god, Miranda too. I would say Miranda too. It's a good episode for her because she it's lasts a, good a lot for longer. Miranda, although I would say she's very insensitive. Like yeah. Steve is going through a ma- like he's literally survived cancer. Yes, and she's being. I find her to be a little bit insensitive. Like if it were me, I would be like, you know what, your feelings are totally valid. I'm completely understand that you are feeling that way, and you have every right to feel that way. What can I do? And finally, at the end of the episode, she figures out what she needs to do to yeah. make him feel less emasculated. But she doesn't ask him explicitly. She just kind of like Does figures it. it out. So like, but I will say she, she she handles it in her own way. She handles it like yeah. Miranda would handle it. I just get frustrated with like the fact that like he's going through something really major, something that for a lot of people can be very traumatizing. Yeah, and is and like, I think that's I, also a, fa- a a layover into his. Like, feeling emasculated. Of, like, the trauma of, like, 
of his body kind of attacking him in this way, and now he's mis- losing. He's lost a part of himself, he feels like. I feel like also the emotional ordeal, although I will say, Steve, Han- like, Steve handles it is, pretty well. Steve is not scared to be emotionally vulnerable no. with Miranda, which is a very, again, frustrating when Miranda is just like, Steve, okay, you need to, like, snap out of it. He's very like, honest with her at every point, and right. I feel like... He may not even realize that what he needs is kind of to feel like a man in the way that she, they, she makes him feel in the end of, like, sleeping with him and everything like that. Uh-huh. But he does just make it... He ma- He's very clear about, like, I feel like shit because of this. Yeah. But let's start the episode because it starts with him just being fully emasculated by Samantha. Right. Unintentionally. So the- they're all playing pool, and Samantha's up, and she's like, only one ball left. It all comes down to just one ball. And she's just like, her insensitivity is so funny. She doesn't, she just, it's typical Sagittarius yeah. shit. She, she has no has, idea. She has a big mouth, and she's just being herself, and inevitably people get caught in the crossfire. And like, <laughs> it's one of those like facepalm moments where everyone around her hears it, and she doesn't hear it, what's yeah. coming out of her own mouth. And, like, Steve is, like, okay. And he gets he gets upset, and he decides to go to the bar to get a beer. And they're, like, Samantha. And she's, like, what? She <laughs> Am has I the no problem? <laughs> idea. It's so funny. It's, like, really funny. And Carrie just is, like, saying the stupidest, like, dumb, idiotic shit. The like purse she, thing is so she compares, stupid. She literally compares ball sacks to purses and balls to earrings. And she keeps on talking about, like, yeah, like we, if what, ball sacks are like purses for women. Like if we don't have it, we feel naked, feel naked without it. It's and so then, insane. And then her quote about the earrings was, "Balls are like earrings; they come in a pair." <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's. I just. Like, <laughs> she's so aloof. I also love Samantha interacting with Aiden here. How the hell did Kim Cattrall get through these lines? I don't know, but she is crushing it in this episode like how the hell did she manage that and make them so fucking funny like hilarious like she makes me laugh out loud and aiden is like and then carrie keeps trying to like get her to stop and aiden's like no no let her finish aiden loves it aiden i think loves samantha he does i think he gets a kick out of her because she's fun but it's also like big always liked her too samantha's a good time Samantha is a good time, and I think the guy who walks up to her agrees. So there's this yeah. guy who like approaches her, and he's like Samantha Jones, and she's like, "Hey, how are you?" And she, she does not remember does him. Does not remember the dude at all, and it's just hilarious how like I, I love when she doesn't remember guys. Like yeah. this other episode where the guy calls her, and he's like, "Hey, I just left my wife. We can finally be together." And she's like, "Who is? Who is this?" this? Oh, I love that episode. And then the wife calls her too. Yeah, oh my god. That's a good seat. But yeah, I love Samantha. I And like this leads us into her meeting Richard because this guy is one of his architects. Right, so the guy says, um, I'm meeting with Richard Wright. And she's like, oh my god, like I love him. Is there any way you can set up an appointment for me to handle his PR? And he's like, I'll see what I can do. And he walks away. And she makes the funniest face. It's truly just like, ugh. She's like, what can you do? Like, <laughs> she doesn't, she's not really humiliated by the fact no, that. No, she's like, whatever. Yeah. It's also, she's in front of her best friend. It's like, she does not care. I think she's just like, everyone here knows me and knows how I am. So she doesn't even bother to explain it. She's just yeah. like, 
They get it. Anyway. Yeah, she's like, anyway. (laughs) And then it cuts to Charlotte and Trey talking about their contractors. Yeah. And then, but then right after that, I mean, they're eating Chinese food and Trey is like, can you pass the mushu pork? And she's like, by the way, like we need to go get tested. The doctor said that we need to get your sperm tested. Yeah. And And he's he's a doctor. He's a doctor, so he should understand. But knowing Trey, knowing all of his sensitivity around his penis and his erections and his fertility and his manliness and just all that bullshit. It's crazy. He's like, yeah, he gets pissed off and he's like, is it too much to ask to have my mushu without a side of sperm? (laughs) And it's just like... Charlotte, again, Charlotte tries so hard to handle his insecurity. Just like... And she has a lot more patience than I do because I would be fed up by this point. He is such a pain. She is genuinely trying everything she can to just, like, coddle him in a way. And it's so, it's so upsetting because she deserves so much better. And thankfully, she gets that. But yeah, it's so infuriating because the whole time, it's just like, can you fucking just put your pride aside for a split second? Yeah. And listen to this woman. You are a doctor. You should understand how these things work. Just like... That's the thing. He's not being very understanding. No. He's not thinking about... He's not thinking rationally. No, not That's at all. That's the problem. He, he's thinking about it as an insecure man. Yes, which is... Who in the past has had... Not fertility issues. um, Erectile dysfunction. Yeah, erectile dysfunction. And I think the two things go one and the same because he feels like less of a man. Yeah. This entire episode is about people feeling like less of a man. Yeah, it's men being emasculated and the women having to pick up the pieces. Right. But um, he walks out. Charlotte just looks like so dejected. And I feel bad for her here. Yeah. I feel bad for her here too. But eventually, I guess he does come around and agrees to the test, thankfully. Right, uh, but I'm sure it took a ton of convincing for Yeah, Charlotte. he also just, like, and we see it a lot with Trey throughout his the storyline with him, is that he's so quick to shut down. That's kind of his biggest personality trait throughout the whole series, is that Charlotte can't bring anything up. She can't talk about his penis when it won't get hard. She can't talk about Bunny. She can't talk about his sperm. Like, every time he's kind of the problem... She needs to walk on eggshells to, like, convince him that he's the problem, almost. Yeah, he has no accountability on his own. No. It's Charlotte who needs to do all the convincing, and she needs to, like, do it in a careful, diplomatic way so that he doesn't get upset or offended. And then when she finally does snap at him, it's like everything comes out. Yeah, like when and she... that's way later. We talked about that. Yeah, and when she's in the shower. Right. And it's like it all comes boiling over. Yeah, she's like, don't talk about the penis. <laughs> don't mention this in front of the penis. It's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it's it just Trey is... I get, yeah, I, I... Trey is a means to an end. Obviously, we by the end of it, she meets Harry because of him mm-hmm. in some weird way. So it's all worth it. But yeah, it's... He sucks. He sucks. Yeah, he does. I hate Trey, and he's being really annoying in this one. Yeah. And it just sh- shows that, um... What's his name? The actor who plays him, Kyle. Kyle McLaughlin. Yes, he's a great actor because I hate. Yeah, Trey. he's he does a good job when, in portraying this character. I would love for Trey to come back a little uh, in like a, a a moment here or there in and just like that. 
Yeah, so so Kyle McLaughlin is a great actor, no doubt about it. I think it would be really cool to see him come back, but I wonder in what way that would be, like. Yeah, in what capacity? Yeah. Maybe he's like LTW's cardiologist or something like that. Oh my god! Imagine. Like he's like, yeah, he's one of the newer characters' doctor. Right. Like that, that would, would be, be funny. Cool. Yeah. And a good, like, and, like full Charlotte circle moment. Charlotte bumps into him. Yeah. Or, like, they tell her that they bumped into him, and she's like, how did he seem? Or, or they're like, oh, I've got this new wonderful, like, or one of the husbands has I've to go to the doctor. I've got this new hunky doctor. Yeah, something, like, something that. like that. And then Carrie gets a big laugh. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be funny. That would be cute. I mean, they're bringing everyone back, so. Right. Oh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen with Samantha. I know, I'm really excited. I need to get caught up. Me too. That's, a, a, if... We're, if you're listening, that we are going to try to talk about it. Yeah. We're, we're going to do our best. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on. So Carrie and Aiden are in her apartment brushing their teeth together. And Carrie in men's underwear is one of the hottest things She looks ever. so sexy. And he looks so sexy. They are the cutest, hottest couple. They just look like... And I mean this is in a very positive way. They look like kind of like a Sears catalog couple. Yeah. Like, just like very all-American 90s sexy couple. Ugh. And they're flirty. And I, I love that they're, like, playful. Yeah. And like, just, they're really adorable. She together. never acts like this with Big. Never. She never acts this, like, carefree, flirty, intimate with Big. You know what it is? She always has to, like, vie for Big's attention and beg him for his attention. Yeah. And with Aiden, she's always had it from the beginning. Because Aiden, I think, cherishes her and realizes what a prize she is. Yeah. Big just takes her for granted until the very end. 100%. I 100% agree. I hate So she's so about much. to tug on Aiden's balls. When the phone rings. When the phone rings. And she's, he's, <laughs> he, he literally says, or she says, saved by the bell. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, the bell is big. Yeah. The bell is big calling to try and see if he can get some, like, relationship advice. Which is so... I couldn't imagine being big and calling up the woman who I treated like shit for years on end and being like... And who I had an affair with. Because the affair has happened at this point. It's just exhausting. This is their second time around the block, Carrie and Aiden. And the guy is still in her life. Like, Aiden handles this so much better than I he think has I so, would he, be able to. He it's gives just, her so much grace. It's just so fucked up. Like, Carrie being friends with him baffles me. Um, like, why the fuck is he calling well, I her? Even if they were like, you know what? Let's be friends. In that way that you say to your ex, we'll be friends. You know? I have never once said that to an ex. <laughs> but, you know, people do that where they're like, you know what? We ended on pretty good terms. We're friendly. If we like it's we're not friends, but we're cool, you know, amicable. That means don't call me. In my world, that means don't call don't me call either, me. Yeah. That means, hey, no hard feelings, no beef. That's it, though. We're not actual no. friends. It's just there's something, something you say, you say. and big is has nobody because he's a twat. And he just... He has nobody. He's alone in life. Carrie's the only person who ever... Him and his... Dr- like, other than her him, dri- his driver. Yeah. He yeah. just has no respect for the boundaries she's very obviously trying to set. 
by being like, well, I'm, it's a, it's late. I have to go to bed. And he just keeps talking over her. Oh, it's so, and then like Aiden puts up with a lot and I do understand when he does get really frustrated. And even then I'm like, he's being too nice about it. The fact that she, when they hang up, the fact that she tries to still be in a silly, goofy mood after that is, like, also just, like, so mind-blowing to me. Like, if that were me, I would be sitting down and being like, so how did that make you feel? Yeah, Diva, like, read the room. talk about it? Yeah, like, you don't just, like, go back to the ball conversation. No. Go, like, you have to sit down and talk about the fact that your ex, who you cheated on me with, called you at this time of night to talk to you and you also took the call into another room which made you look really suspicious and Aiden makes a point of bringing that up. He's like, why did you take the call into the other room? Um, And she was like, well, I know you don't like it when he calls me and he's like, well, you don't have to hide it because I actually don't, I hate that more than like the fact that he calls me. I understand, the thing is, and this is a uh, situation, he doesn't doesn't trust her. trust her, completely justified. She, I understand her thought process of taking it into the other room because she's like, why put salt in the wound? Aiden's already going to be upset that he's calling. Why? I don't want to talk to Big in front of him. It's just going to upset him more. So I can understand a little bit her, her thought to like, well, I'll take it inside. Hopefully it'll be a quick phone call and then it'll be over and done with. But I, again, also understand Aiden being like, that's fucking suspicious, dude. Like, don't. You can't hide it from me, even if it makes me uncomfortable. Honestly, the the problem is not how and where she took the call. The problem is the fact that he... At all. 100%. Like, it's all. She, it's on big. Like, she shouldn't have... What, <laughs> this blows my mind. If I got a call from... And, and this has happened to me before where I've gotten a message from an ex. I literally ignored it and then told Bert. <laughs> right it was like, my ex just messaged yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. But like... And, like, Bernie still was, like, mm, like, she didn't really like that, but we got yeah. over it and, like, moved on. You were also so like, honest about it. would be a different story. And Car- I think Carrie has lost Aiden's trust in the fact that she keeps the person who was part of the fact that she lost Aiden's trust in her life is exacerbating the issue. It should have been cutting you off, never talking to you again. Because I, I have met a guy who treats me so well. And it's, like, why would you want to be friends with someone who broke your heart like that? Twi- so many times over. Somebody who who has engaged in such like terrible nasty behavior. behavior with you? How, why would you want to be friends with somebody who made you broke the guy that you're currently with? Heart over and over and over like, again. None of it makes sense, and none of it makes sense. It do, does not make any sense from all accounts, every angle and direction that I look at it from. I'm like Carrie is a fucked up person for staying friends with him and keeping him at every single chance he gets big breaks her heart or ruins her life so i don't understand the continued desire to like give him space to give him thought to give him any like time of day but carrie's she's fucked up she's a fucked up person Mm -hmm. and she just refuses to let this man go and i will say i think it's good in this scene that aiden is the one who answers the phone call Because then, at least at the beginning, he's fully aware of what's taking place. I think if she had answered it and took it in the other room and then, like, told him afterwards... Yeah. Didn't she do that once? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Didn't she do that once? Because uh, Aiden has been uncomfortable with Big since the beginning. But, like, I remember a point... I swear I feel like I remember an episode where he called 
and she lied and said it was somebody else and then like went and met him. I think it was the first time she was with Aiden, not the second time. Yes, I agree. I I think so too. I don't remember. No, I think yeah, yeah, I don't remember. But it's just like I think that's good and it makes the scene a little bit more dynamic because Aiden is the one who's going to be kind of bringing it up and it doesn't give Carrie the option to lie, which when we see anytime she gets the option to lie, she will lie almost without, without fail. Like I continued watching a little bit after watching this episode just because I was like tidying up. Uh, in the living room and stuff like that, and the episode autoplayed. And it's the next episode is the one where Miranda finds out she's pregnant, and they all talk about oh abortions God. and everything like that, and she tells Aiden that she's never had an abortion. So it's like she just will lie at every chance she gets. So I think it's good that she kind of doesn't have the option here. I think I like Aiden being a macho man for two minutes. I do. I think it's funny and cute, and I think he's in his rights. I think, yeah. Because he's like, no, you're my girl, and if he comes around here, I will beat his ass. The scene with Pete is so funny. I love when, I love when he, like, he's like, Pete is my sidekick, right, Pete? And, like, the (laughs) Batman and Green Hornet analogy is so stupid, and then it cuts into the next scene of, like... It's so Aiden. Yes, it's so Aiden. And then it cuts into the next scene, and it's like, what do superheroes have to do with it? And it's like, yeah, what do the superheroes have to do with it? <laughs> he was kind of right, but, like, the T would have been Batman versus Superman, not Batman versus Green Lantern. Aiden definitely gives more Superman. Good boy next door, boy scout. And it makes complete sense, because in the fight between Batman and Superman, Batman won, but... At what cost? But yeah, I just like it's so silly. There, I like Macho Man Aiden more than I like Macho Man any other character in this episode, and all of them are different. Me too. I, Aiden's the only one who's allowed to be the Macho Man because he never is. Like no, that he's normal. so him and Steve. It's exactly the reason they get away with it in this episode is because they're so sensitive. Yeah, it's such departures from yeah. who they normally are in their no, in their normal lives, and it's like okay, these are reactions yes. to things. This isn't their normal standard mode. Big way- Trey and Richard are. But, um, yeah, in the French scene, <laughs> Carrie's dress is so, so cute. cute. Um, pink with polka dots, and her hair looks cute, too. And Charlotte's like, we're going to have Trey's sperm tested. For- is it not doing well in school is the funniest line in the entire episode. <laughs> Miranda says to, to Charlotte, is it not doing well it's in so school? It's so funny. She's so funny. It- Miranda's very funny when she's not miserable. It- <laughs> Which is far and few between. More often than not, she is miserable. One thing about these characters, Carrie will always lie. Miranda will always be miserable. I know. Miranda, the thing is, she's sarcastic. And I don't think she means to be funny. No. It's just the dry... Yeah. She doesn't put... Like, it's so funny watching her and Samantha quip, like, next to each other. Because everything Samantha says is, like, there's, like, a thick sauce on it. It's, it is yeah. dripping with joke. Like, she's trying to be funny. Where Miranda's just, like, deadpan. That is a fucking crouton with nothing. It's so... It's just hard to swallow. It's dry. 
And it's so funny. Only, only those of strong intellect yes. will find Miranda funnier and than it, Miranda. Yes. And, but Carrie, they always cut to Carrie after Miranda's jokes, and you always see her giggling. And I believe it. I'm like, I, I think that I think she would love it. I think so, too. But yeah, this, I like this brunch scene. Me too. Um, it's just a quick one. Nothing major happens, really. Um, and immediately cuts to Carrie in her apartment writing about all of the men. And she's like... What does she say? It's like... I forget, I forget exactly what it's she like, says. It's like, what are men if not... What are women with if not... She goes, what are women if not men without balls? Yeah, the... <laughs> Oh, no, no. She said, what are men if not women with balls? Yes, it's so... Because also at brunch, uh, Samantha makes a joke about how it's Trey's time of the month. Because he flies off the handle. Right. So this whole scene, this or this, like, little bit of the episode is just... The gender politics of this episode are wild. I love when the women make fun of men, but I don't like when they... It's, like, uh, misogynistic making fun of the men. Yeah. Where it's, like, yeah. oh, he's just being a... Mo- it's his... It, is it his time of the month? Like, it is a weird... Like, don't reduce them to women and say, like, okay, because this man is acting like this or that, it makes es- them... Especially girly. when the You're men are acting it. in a negative way. Right, they're perpetuating misogyny and sexism instead of being like, oh, men are actually more fragile than they pretend to be and macho, like, men are afraid of vulnerability. Like, Like, that would be a better way to explain what they're going through rather than saying, like, oh, they're acting girly, they're acting like women, they're acting like pussies. It's like a weird mix of misogyny and toxic masculinity. Yeah, because it it's is. like it's internalized misogyny. Yeah, and, like, an outward uh, portrayal of, like, well, these men aren't acting like men. They're not acting right, like they right, should right. be. Right. Um, so, yeah. Steve, the, so it cuts to Steve and Miranda, and they're, like, walking down Behind the Behind a dog. And behind a dog, and Steve's like, look at that dog's ball sack. And Miranda's like, no. She's like, I'm all good. <laughs> Steve is so depressed right now. It's, like, really sad. And it is. He's like, but it's so stupid, like, too. <laughs> kind of dumb but i end like he's he just went through something really traumatic yeah he gets up again he gets a pass but it is just like this hardcore focus on the the visual of it all because obviously he's still like virile we see that because he knocks miranda up the doctors have given him a clean bill of health like he's not this shouldn't affect his fertility he doesn't have cancer that's it it's a but he's yeah it's a purely aesthetic thing at this point that's really digging yes. deep into his psyche exactly and miranda's just like okay she's like she, she you're not getting a fake prosthetic but she does agree to go with him to the not. appointment right she goes with him to the appointment she's a supportive partner but at the end of the day she doesn't support him getting it because it's dangerous and it's like a clinical like, trial it's, yeah it's like a trial surgery it's not even been tested or approved really so like he would be like he would be like a guinea pig. The one, yeah. He would be the first one to really get it. And she, like experimental, she just, not safe. she compares it to a Ford Pinto, which yeah, is very you want funny. A Ford Pinto near your near your balls. It's so silly. Near your penis. Um, and then the next scene we cut to uh, Samantha's meeting with Richard, 
And yeah. he's... And he's like, I'm sorry, but, like, your resume is all fluff. And she's like, what is it that you do at this hotel, nuclear fish? Which is so funny, because Richard, <laughs> the actor who, pl- uh, who plays Richard, is in Oppenheimer. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. He is, like, one of the f- scariest parts of Oppenheimer, because he plays, like, one of the generals when they're talking about where to drop the bomb. I still haven't seen that. Okay, I won't spoil the scene, then. It's okay. It's okay. I I'm just letting you know I haven't seen it. So like, what you're saying is fresh info. Doesn't make sense in my brain. But so like. he is playing this general, and they're in this big meeting with like all the just all the people who are uh, deciding on where to drop the bomb. It's like mm-hmm. they have a list of I think ten cities, ten or uh, ten or eleven cities, and he plays like the lead guy who's kind of in charge of making the final decision, and or or bringing it to the president. He says, "Well, we're gonna cross Kyoto off the list." And they're like, everyone in the room kind of looks at him a little weird. And he was like, it's where me and my wife went honeymooning. It's very sentimental. Which is a real thing that was said. A real reason it was taken off the list of options. But it wasn't in the script. It was this actor who was just like, he did his own research on his character because it's a historical figure. So he read up on it and then like brought that onto set. And it's wow. such a menacing scene in the movie. It is, he's so good in it, and he's in one scene, and I literally was in the theater, and I was like, that's Richard. <laughs> I was like, it's Richard. And it's so, oh my god, he's so good in it. And I, I know he's been in a bunch of other wow. stuff, too, but my, my two main cultural touch points for him now are Richard Wright and fucking scary general guy in Oppenheimer. <laughs> which is crazy. But the nuclear fission okay, line, I was like, oh, time is a flat circle. <laughs> oh, wow. That's hilarious. Um, okay, he's just a He's just prick. misogynistic. Um, he tells her to get yeah, a male partner. And then she's like, why? Just so that, um, because it would be easier for your business partners to have a conversation with a woman if there is a man standing next to her. And she gets up and leaves. And she gets really, like, annoyed. Yeah, she's pissed basically. off. Rightfully yeah. so. And then in the next scene, we hear her talking about it at dinner. This is probably my favorite scene in the whole episode. This is um, everyone talking about how they've cried at work or what yeah. they've done around crying at work. And Carrie says that she fake cried at work and said she was having a bad time at home, but really she was having a great time in the Hamptons. And <laughs> it just, this scene feels like it's taken directly it. out of season one. Yeah, it feels very good. It, it's like, it's a really entertaining, like, dynamic scene. All the, the girls' friendship scenes are yeah the best but this is a real good example of it this is a really charlotte good says she cried it. once in the 10 years she worked at the gallery and no one ever let her forget it miranda yeah. says there everyone yes she's cried but only in, in, in the privacy of her yeah office. and then she blames carrie for perpetrating the myth because carrie fake cried and then samantha says well i've never cried at work which we will see by the end of the episode does change but I, I think that's a good button on that little moment. I think so, too. I love when Samantha gets Yeah. Emotional. I love emotional Me Samantha. Me, too. It makes her feel more yeah. real. Like, even Sagittarius has their limit. Absolutely. Like, a, a really optimistic person even has their limit, and sometimes shit just gets them down, and it, it, it just, like, so... Like, I don't know, there's just something so juicy about watching Samantha. Because it feels more real than any time. of the others because we see it so rarely. It feels yeah, like a it's real... Yeah, so we're like, oh man, she really Peek behind that. the window, uh, or the glass of just of this character who puts on this really tough facade 
throughout the whole show and we get this little moment of her being like really beat down by this and it's sad and it makes yeah. it makes Richard even worse yeah but we'll get there and then the next scene is Carrie at the cabin in the woods she's reading a magazine with Big's X. current girlfriend on it or X at this I point? think she finds out while reading it that they are no longer together right um she gets a call yes and it's and he's like when are you coming back to the city? And she's like, Monday. And he's like, what? She's like, we're here for the no. weekend. He's like, it's Thursday. She's like, we're here for a long weekend. Which is totally normal when you have a, a remote job in a cabin in the woods. Are you kidding me? Carrie is doing so much emotional labor for her ex Oh, it's so annoying. In her current boyfriend's Big is such cute a user. cabin. Big is a user. Big is a yeah, user. he's the worst. Also, like, I do like when they're talking about where she is. And she's like, oh, it's so far. It's 40 minutes outside the city. Mind you, it's an 845 area code. It's not that far. My family lives in an 845 area code. Like, it's Dutchess County, bitch. It's not the boonies. She acts like it's 1840s Kentucky. And, but it, she's doing it on purpose so that he won't come there. Well, yeah, but even when he suggests going to get a drink at a bar and she's like, where? A pink lemonade stand? And I'm like, babe, there's bars in every town. Just be honest with him. I know, but like Carrie is such a city girl that she she doesn't even understand. I don't, I think it's a little bit she's trying to force him to come inside. True. No, you're right. I know you're man. right. But it's so annoying. She's being kind of dumb. She's being kind of dumb about I it. I just wish she at any point in this would like, be honest with Big because we never see the only time she's honest with him is when she's like you have to go make up with Aiden because of me. I get really frustrated when she invites him to Aiden's house. Yeah. It's sickening. She should have just been like yeah I'm sorry that really sucks but hey we can connect on Monday. Let's get, get lunch on Monday. Yeah. Let's it. get lunch or yeah. something on Tuesday. We'll talk it all out. I'm here for you but like I'm not. I can't right. be physically here for you right now. Yeah or I wouldn't even like I, I, like he's like oh man not until monday i'll be like yeah sorry but we can get together on monday if you want like have a boundary she have a, he needs to get a fucking life he needs never to get a life. is able to set boundaries with big it is the downfall of their relationship she can't yeah that should have been a red flag for her she really like she doesn't seem to notice it or really care and even when people point it out to her she ignores it where her and Aiden, and even like her and some of her other boyfriends, she's able to set pretty clear boundaries with them, and they do with her as well, and it benefits their relationship. Like the non, her Aiden saying he can't date a smoker, I think that's right. a really solid boundary for him, and she respects it, and she wants to be with him, so she she goes along with it, and it's just like, <sighs> yeah, big bulldozes her every chance he gets, right, and she lets him. When she hangs up the phone, just the tone of her voice says everything you need to know. She knows she made the wrong choice yeah. when she tells Aiden, like, that it was Batman. And he's rightfully and pissed off. He is pissed off. If I was Aiden, I would have stormed off here. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Especially when it's like, it's not your fucking house. Um. Don't invite this man I hate, don't like. And Aiden even says, he's like, I don't want him in my house. Yeah. And he, even then, he's being too nice about it. And he's being kind of a dick about it. He's like, I, when he gets here, he better be so depressed. There better be tears. And he's just such he's right. a better man. Yeah, he's a better man than, like, any guy on this show, honestly. Yeah. It's, it blows um, my mind how Carrie just takes advantage of it. Yeah. It's really a, Oh, my God. Really she doesn't boring. deserve him. I fucking hate it. I really do. It really is a bummer. I love Aiden. Ugh. Carrie! 
I just want to punch her in the head. Well, hey, it from what I've seen of it dressed like that, which I haven't seen much, but I need to get caught up. Maybe maybe we're we were right all along. We were right all along. What's new, you know? We have we <laughs> the amount of times that we have like accurately predicted far ahead of something that has happened. It is weird. Should be studied. We should be studied by like We should be sponsored. Yeah. Let's not studied, sponsored. If anyone wants to sponsor us, <laughs> let us know. I would love a new mattress. <laughs> Maybe we should reach out to the purple mattress people. Oh my god, we should. They sponsor other podcasts. Please. Hello. There's like 40 people who listen to us, but they really like us. <laughs> um, oh okay, my god. On. They're in the doctor. Um, they're at the doctor, and Miranda and Steve are talking to the doctor about, like, the prosthetic balls, and he hands them one, and Miranda drops it, and she's and like, I dropped the ball. And it just is so, and she's laughing, and neither of them are laughing, which is it's so, so funny. fucking funny. I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud. It's such a good joke. Miranda's, and she's honest with Steve, where he's like, and Steve is such a bitch in this episode, in this scene, because she's like, he's like, what size? And she's like, medium. And he's like, I was thinking large. And she's like, oh my yeah, God. Large, medium. <laughs> like, she's just, the hand holding, which I, oh, you know what? I think I understand her snapping at him every scene, every time I watch this, because this scene would make me, I would have snapped at him right here. Because she really is trying everything to just like hold his hand and let him feel how he feels and then but she's honest with him she's like hey i'm at my limit you're really pushing this shit she it's the classic case of earth sign dating a water sign it doesn't make it's eroding her water erodes it's true she he is just he's wearing her down and this is the point where she snaps and she just can't handle it anymore like poor steve but miranda's right because he's being irresponsible at this point like Trying to, like, mutilate his body again a second time. Yeah. To fix the For first. For what? For like, some stupid fucking fake ball that you're always going to know is fake? Either way. Either way, but I completely understand both of their perspectives, yes. I guess. Like, I understand yeah. why Miranda gets annoyed, but poor Steve. And at, at one point in the episode, doesn't, he, like... I don't think he compares it to... It's also like it's a non-visible thing. There's one point in the in the episode where he says, "Why not? Women get boob jobs all the time." Yes, way. that's what I'm thinking of, which is just like not the same. It's not the same at all. One is visible. Like See, a woman getting him, a breast like a reconstructive breast surgery like is so different. Yeah. But I I, I again, I've never been through getting my ball re- removed. So I'm sure I, I would, would feel some of type of like, way. It would be less like a um, an elective breast augmentation, which we are pro plastic yeah. surgery on this on this podcast. We've talked so about it at first. length. We're just saying so it's different than getting like an augmentative um, elective yeah. breast surgery than it is to get like women who have double mastectomies who are then like get reconstructive surgery or I want. I want you know, boobs to replace the, yeah. the surgery that I got. So I guess it would be more like that situation where Steve lost a part of him. He feels incomplete without it or feels insecure without it and really wants to replace it. 
visible or not, I think it would be more for the psychology of it yeah. than less for the visual part of it. No, totally. Because at this point, he's just his mentally... He's fucked. He is mentally affected by it. Yeah, and again, I get it. I have some empathy for it. But I'm also yeah. like, you're being fucking annoying. I hated the next scene, and like I came so close to fast-forwarding it. See, <laughs> I kind of liked it. I hated it. It bothered me so much that I would literally had to like pause it and walk away and like go get a snack and then come back and quickly watch it. But um, Charlotte is at the doctor with Trey and she's just being such a supportive wife. But Trey is very insecure. It bothers me to watch that. I, I can't handle that kind of insecurity. Like, yes, it just I goes, think it goes against the grain of who I am. I'm I think very, Trey is like, really annoying in this scene yet again. Yeah. But I like the scene overall because it is like he's honest with her at this point. I think he's scared. But he's pouty about it. Well, yeah. And, and she is so pa- like she's so patient with him and eventually he is honest about why he's been acting this way about this specifically is that like he's scared that it's his fault his fault and that there's another issue with him in their relationship. Which I think is a totally valid fear. I think he should have been upfront with her about it at the beginning. But again, like, that's not really conducive to, like, an interesting show. You kind of need the pull, like, back and forth of it. Right. And I do like that he's honest with her and she's like, hey, let me help. It'll be fine. Like, we're just, we're getting the test because we have to get the tests. It's not because the assumption is it's your fault. But it's, this is where we're going. And she helps right. him out, and she buys him the the Jugs magazine, and she's like, I know you love it. And it's, yeah. she's just like, she's so sweet. She's so supportive. She really does everything in her power to make it work. Yeah. And she gets him off. And he, the, the line where he says, where's the cup, is so funny to me. But he <laughs> is. He's annoying. He's infuriating. But I give him a little bit more grace in this scene, because at least he is honest with her about his fear but i understand why you were like uncomfortable watching it yeah i just can't deal with his insecurity i find him to be very childish i don't think that it's like stunted i I don't think i would be able to last as long as charlotte did in this kind of relationship fuck no after like the first situation i would probably have given up fuck that i wouldn't have been able to last either but i also like the context of who trey is in relation to like bunny i don't think that trey is loving enough no i don't think he's loving enough for someone like charlotte he takes charlotte for granted and he treats her pretty bad as much as people want to say like oh he's the perfect husband if only he could like get it up no no (laughs) because the perfect husband who even if he couldn't get it up would take personal responsibility and do his best to make it work and me and it's Charlotte that solves that problem. It's yeah. Charlotte that solves every problem and busts her ass to try and make this guy happy and make this relationship work. He gives less than five percent effort. Him and Big are like so similar. They are. They want the perfect wife. That's why I always remember last time we talked, or maybe the time before that, we were talking about how Big wants a wife like Charlotte. Yes, one hundred percent. Makes complete sense. But yeah, it's just it, Charlotte does her best, and it's she. I, I appreciate it. And I like that he at least is honest with her, even though he's being annoying still. Yeah. So next up, we come back to um, Samantha and Richard. Richard's like playing with these metal balls. And it's like, this episode is so annoying. They're so like, heavy handed in this yeah, episode. That that was hit, that was like heavy handed. Too much. I was like, Michael Patrick King and Darren Starr, pull back. 
Yeah. This like, is we crazy, get guys. We get it with the balls and the macho and the, you guys are doing too much at this point. So he literally is like, you up with my architect. I can't hire you. And she was like, that's fucked up. If I was a man, you'd be shaking my hand and giving me a key to an office. And she goes running out after she gets the last word because she feels like she's about to cry. Yeah, and he's like she chasing after in, her. He's chasing after her. She runs into the elevator and pushes the button, and he actually makes her cry, which it sucks. Yeah, it really. And sucks. it feels crying at work is the worst. Oh my god, it's the fucking worst. It's so Ugh. embarrassing. It's so and no one takes you seriously, which is what Charlotte talks about earlier in the episode, and she keeps mentioning like, I cried at work once, and I never was able to live it down. But in the voiceover, we do hear that uh, Richard does give Samantha the job. Yeah. Thankfully. So she gets the job, but it's like she had... Uh, uh, she had a she shitty cried. day because of it. But yeah. uh, you know what? She stood up for herself in the end. And that's really like... It's hard to do, especially for a character like Samantha, who's so outspoken and like stands up for herself at any chance she gets. It's still fucking hard to do when you're being treated in such a disrespectful way. So, next scene. I also hated this scene so much. Um, Big oh. comes to the house and beeps for Carrie to come running out in the pouring in the rain. rain. What the fuck? He's such a douchebag. It's. Ugh. I really, really, really hate him. That's a perfect example of why he's an asshole. He literally is. He honks at her to come meet him instead of just going to into her after he made it a big deal about coming up so he, she just comes running out because of course she does she's pathetic whenever big comes around carrie acts like the world stops pathetic she's so embarrassing um and he's like let, come on let's get out of here let's go get a drink and she's like where country lemonade stand <laughs> like come inside he's like aiden doesn't want me inside and I don't want to talk about it in front of him. And she's like, well, you better. Yeah, she's <laughs> so like, no option, my guy. Yeah. So if I, if, he is so humiliating and pathetic. Like, if I was Carrie, I would lose my patience. Oh, I, I would have lost allowed it already. him to come there. Yeah. And, like, Aiden is so calm. Like It's I would, crazy. I would have, like, lunged and strangled this guy at dinner from how he's acting. How he's, he's acting. He's a, drinking all my wine. He's muttering he's to himself. Chunk. Yeah, he's... Just being a very, like, just chumpy, pathetic, like... And again, Aiden is so nice. He lets him sleep on the couch because he's too drunk to drive. Okay, and that's the part where I totally... I really could not take it anymore. Like, I was screaming, Carrie, are you kidding me? He's rich as piss. Just call the driver. He can afford whatever the driver Yeah, will who to cares? To come from Manhattan and pick him up. Like, I would be like, yes, call your driver. That's a great idea. You can't drive... Send some other... Here, like, drink some water. We'll sit some here. Water. I'm calling your driver. Sit here. We're going to bed. When the driver comes, lock up. <laughs> it's that simple. Carrie's but, being a dumb bitch. Yeah, she just refuses to, like, let Big take care of himself. Yeah, she always has to take care of him, even when she's literally dating another guy. Who she's cheated on in the past with Big. We have to reiter- reiterate it every chance. Oh. If you were friends with Carrie, what would you say to her? Have, I would you, you slap the off, shit wait, out of her. Wait, you have one chance to say something to Carrie Bradshaw. What would it be? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you can say a full sentence, but you can't say, like, a paragraph. You okay. You can say a sentence to her. Um, I would, honestly, I think I would just ask her, 
why she continues to let Big treat her so poorly. Yeah. Like, I like I don't have any th- grandiose statements to give her. At the end of the day, it is her life. It is this character's life. But I would just ask her honestly, and I'd be like, no bullshit. What, do you, what is so worth getting treated like this over and over and over again? Blowing up your life at every chance you get for this man who has not done the same for you. And when he has, it's been selfish. And her response would be, love, ever heard of it? It's, and it would be, it would infuriate me. it would infuriate me to no end. And I would would never speak to her again. I would walk away. (laughs) I would break up with her. Like, friend, break up with her. Because it's just like, no, she's so, for someone whose entire life is about self-reflection, she is so unaware of herself. What would you say? (sighs) I would say, man, I I understand and relate to the urge of going back to what you know. Yeah. Because it's a lot less scary than the unknown. Yeah. But in this instance, you chose wrong. Yeah. And she chose wrong, point blank. She she chose she going back to what's familiar is not the bad part. Like, okay, yeah. you get back together with an ex, fine. The point is she chose the wrong ex. She should have made it last with Aiden instead of Big. And now, in a, and just like that, she's doing it a third time. Going back to Aiden a fucking third time. Like, I just can't. It makes this me. this crazy bitch. Like, she, oh my God. There's oh this, God. I don't know if you know this song, but you know the, the girl Renee Rapp? Yes. Sex Live of College Girl. She's got music and everything now too. She mm-hmm. has a song called Colorado, which I love, but there's a line in it and it's, like it's not an it's not a new idea obviously this is like an old saying but she literally says where she's like i choose the devil i know over the heaven i don't right and that is carrie bradshaw to a t it is it's most libras she is every libra i know has gotten back together with an ex at least once i've done it like yeah times oh yeah you you can't that's what i'm saying i completely understand you can't talk sense into her you can't talk sense into her it's something you have to realize on your own but at the same time I wish somebody would have just, like, tried to stop her harder than they did. Yeah. Because <laughs> at the end, even Miranda is like, okay, you know what? You have my blessing. Go, big, go get our girl. That fucked me up. That was Miranda's worst moment in the entire series. I 100% agree. Like, it's, go get our girl. You go get her. Girl, go get our girl? That's not our girl. That's your girl. Keep him the fuck away from her. What yes. is wrong with you? He's a walking, talking red flag. What kind of friend... Oh my god, no. He's no, abused no, 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 no. her for 10 years Ugh. at that point, basically. Like, she's encouraging her best friend's evil ex-boyfriend, who she hated for most of the series, to go interrupt her relationship on the grounds of she misses her, instead of it being anything relating to her actual friend's happiness. Yeah. It only had to do with Miranda's happiness. She was very selfish in that moment. Of course, this has nothing to do with this episode at this point. We're just, like, going off on a big hating tangent. But, like, it was bound to happen. No, but, I mean, hey, this is the end of our Sex in the City series. Yeah. So, this and, is kind of yeah, the time I mean, like, to get big feelings out. Yeah, like, we're, we're, we're reaching the end of this episode. So, yeah. Like, and it just, whatever. yeah, I just, I wish that at any point throughout the series, one of the girls had been more honest with Carrie. And really tried to get her to listen. Because a lot of the time... They just kind of placate her and they just go along with what she says. And even when they do disagree or argue with her, it's, they don't really. But that's what makes it the fact that Miranda is the one who gave in. Even worse. Really fucking horrible. 
Because it if, never could have been anyone but Miranda. If anyone was going to fight him. with her, it was going to be Miranda, and she because doesn't. Because Charlotte, because, like, Charlotte is a hopeless romantic and wanted them to be together, and yeah. she kind of loved the idea of, like, ah, two exes, finding their way back to each other, like, it's so romantic. Yeah. You guys are going to be happy for the rest of your life. Because Charlotte just only cares about marriage and love and all that bullshit. And then meanwhile, Samantha's the least judgmental person on the planet. Like, Carrie could have gone and fucked, like, the most evil human being on the world. And Samantha would be like, how was it? Like, she was yeah. like, she would be supportive. Like, Carrie could have fucked, like, just, I don't even know, whoever the most evil person in the world. And Samantha wouldn't have judged her. Samantha no. Would be like, okay. And, I mean, she even never judged Carrie when Carrie said, I cheated on Aiden with Big. And we've been having an affair for, like, a month. And she's and like, like, okay. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> Because Samantha's one of those where she's like, well, if I don't judge you, you won't judge me. She's like, this is a, we're ranking an even playing field. It's not, I'm not in a position to judge you for your actions, which I think is totally valid. I think there, you can be honest with someone and not be judgy of them. And I think uh, these girls, and I think, I think one of the only characters we see really be honest with Carrie is Charlotte. When Carrie expects Charlotte to pay for or like offer her the money and charlotte sets a boundary with her and is like this is really inappropriate of you to act this way with me and it's kind of the only times we really see someone stand their ground with carrie and i mean at the end she folds but none of the girls they're all kind of just like they bow to her every whim we're in disagreement about the episode where Carrie needs the money. But yeah. I think what I think another example of Charlotte being the honest one is when she finds out about Big and Natasha and yeah. Carrie yes. triangle. And she's like, How would you feel if someone did this to me? Yeah, she doesn't sugarcoat how she feels. She really truly kept it real because if you remember Miranda's reaction to that was like, Wow. Okay. <laughs> and Carrie's like, I need you to snap me out of it. I'm blind right now. And, and Miranda's like, well, okay, well, what about Aiden? And she's like, well, thank God you said that. What about Aiden? But then she goes and, like... Fucks him anyway. Yeah. Charlotte oh is God. really... I think Charlotte is the only one with, like... And at times this is a detriment to her character. A really rigid set of morals and low ground, high ground. And that is kind of the only time... Carrie has a combatant because the other two are more wishy-washy. They're more morally gray. They're willing to be kind of bad people here and there, you know. Miranda's kind of a shitty partner at times to random guys. Samantha's her Samantha. Charlotte is like, no, there's right and wrong in the world and what you're doing is wrong. There's no way around that. And sh- Carrie needs to hear that. But I don't know. It's just, I, I find it very, I find this, the over, my biggest frustration with Sex in the City as a super fan, as someone who loves this show so deeply and so dearly, my biggest frustration is that how Carrie just, like, a lot of the time doesn't have any self-respect when it comes to Big. And it's sad. Yeah, Big Big is the problem that I have with this yeah. show. Yeah. The fact that Carrie ended up with Big is my problem with this show. Yeah. That's just, the only, that's my only one and only complaint. I agree. I have no other complaints. Everything else, I'm it, like, sure, whatever. Even the stuff I don't like. And it's like, I, I don't even care when a show goes in a direction that I don't like on the plot. Yeah. I care more about the characters. Like, for example, Desperate Housewives is a great example. In in the middle of Desperate Housewives, there is a crazy event and a time jump. And when I first watched it, I was like, what the fuck yeah. just happened? Like, they aged all the characters by, like, five years. Completely different set of characters, except for, like, the main ones. Yeah. The main cast. Like, all the kids aged by, like, five years. They pretended things happened that never happened. Like, it was just crazy. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. 
But what pissed me off more is one of the main characters' storyline, she ends up like a single widowed mom when she found her dream guy. And the entire show set their relationship up to be like, they're going to be together no matter what, like a Luke and Lorelai type. Yeah. And And the guy ends up dying at the end of the series and she ends up like a single widowed mom. That sucks. With two kids. And it's like, how the fuck could you end the show like that, bitch? I gave you my life. I gave you the best years of my life, and you're going to do that? I was pissed. You know what's an example that we've talked about? What? That that, that reminds me of, that we've talked about on this podcast? What? Rachel in Glee. Yeah, it's like... Rachel choosing the TV show over Broadway Broadway. is the biggest... Misuse of a character and like gross mischaracterization on part of every writer who has ever touched a script for that fucking show. It just fundamentally doesn't work with the character. And blew my mind. I think Carrie, at least in the at the end of the day, Carrie ending up with Big makes so much sense with her because she's just she was like this the whole time. But it it hurt it deeply like upsets me because i want better for this character and i know we this character her to grow is what yes we and she doesn't really have that growth they, everyone else grows yeah they overdid it with wanting to placate characters with the ending that they thought viewers wanted yeah i feel like most people who love carrie and love the show realize in the same way that people realize the best boyfriend rory would have been jess yeah not logan um those people realized that the right boyfriend for Carrie was Aiden, and they chose wrong. Yeah. It would be like if Rachel ended up with Paolo like, instead of Ross. Yeah. But it I will say, no I sense. think the best boyfriend for Rachel would have been Joey. Joey, me too. Me I too. Think me too. Me too. Ross yeah, no, is no, no, no. big. That was a bad example. That was a no, bad but example. I. Ross is big. Ross is Ross big. Is Joey big. is yeah. Aiden. It's like that's hundred yeah, percent. And you know what? Most people hated Joey, though, for Rachel. Yeah. People, like, when I talk to people about that, they're like, you're fucking nuts. That's crazy that to me. I think they're ma- perfect together. I think so, too. Like, you know what's so a good example together. of the oh opposite God, of that? What? Is Monica ending up with Chandler. Instead yeah, of Richard. True. Richard is big. Right. And Actually, Richard wasn't that bad of a No, guy, no, no. But they he were just... just want kids. Like, they they just were incompatible. Couple. In the long totally. term. Like, he wasn't a bad guy at it all. They just were incompatible. So, Moran- or Monica going after him again and again wouldn't have made sense because she knows that, like, at the end of the day, they're not going to both get what they want. Where then she finds someone like Chandler, who's an unconventional partner, maybe, in her mind. But they both want the same things and they have this deep love in the same way that, like, an Aiden and Carrie would. Or, like, Aiden is an unconventional partner for someone like Carrie. Jess is an unconventional partner for someone like Rory because he's like a bad boy, you know, whatever. They're so perfect together. But they're perfect for each other because they're the ones who challenge them. Bernie just texted me and said, Joey and Rachel are cute together. Yes! Thank you, Bernie. Bernie, we love you. It's true. You're right. But she's yeah. Right. She's right. I just, I want more growth for Carrie. And it's unfortunate we don't get that at all because we don't really get it in the show we don't get it in the movie, and as far as I've seen, 
We don't get it in and just like that. Even with I her, think we might this season. We we might get it this season, but it's a little too late. It's like, a too, she's it's in too her late. 50s now. Like, it's like if and it's like you know people can always change whenever, but it's like oh, come on, man. We wanted that to happen sooner. Yeah, but we have to move All on. All right. Yeah, let's finish up with this. So. <laughs> Miranda and Steve, they're back at the apartment, and Steve's just like, don't you get it? Like, I feel like less of a man. And who's going to want to... Yeah, he yeah, says... who's, who's going to want to fuck a Uniball bartender? And me! Finally, it clicks if you, in if you look like brain. Steve... Yeah. It finally clicks in her brain, like, okay, what he needs is proof that he's still fuckable. And yeah. And Which, you know what... And still manly, and like... It's fair. I get it. That yeah, I understand. So, Again... At le- at the end of the day, he's annoying, and in the same but in the same way as Trey, he at least admits the main issue What's he's been dealing him? with. Somehow, I find it more acceptable when Steve says it, and less when Trey says it. That's because Trey sounds like a petulant, whiny baby. Yeah, and Steve sounds like an honest, emotionally raw human being who just went through something traumatic. And Steve actually I, I, t- takes holds accountability when he needs to. To be honest with you, I just I, I find Trey insufferable. In this yeah, episode. I agree. I get it. No, um, I feel the same. All right, moving on. We're back at Aiden's house, and Aiden is ticked off. Like yeah. he's chucking the basketball against the up against <laughs> the side of the house. Carrie describes it as up. shooting hoops, which is yeah, not correct. Carrie, he's slamming a basketball not, against the house. Yeah, he he's not shooting hoops. He's throw. He's basically throwing the basketball. Yeah, the side of the house. that's it. Um, and he's ticked off. You can tell by his yeah. mood. And Big wakes up on the couch and rolls over, and he's like, what the fuck is that sound, basically? Yeah. And Carrie's like, um, Aiden is shooting hoops, and he's like, isn't it a little early? And it's like, bitch, that's Aiden's house. Leave. Yeah, get out. Get a life. Move. And Carrie get tells away. him to, like, go make up. Ugh. That's it. No options. Go. And, and like, Big ugh. is just, like, a tubby loser. He goes outside, <laughs> and he's, like, not a basketball player in the slightest. Doesn't have the, like, physique or, like... He just like he has no business even trying Look, to get involved in Carrie this. Carrie puts basketball. it perfectly. When they fight and they're rolling around in the mud and it's the lamest fight I've ever seen two people have, Carrie comes out from she stops playing her solitaire. Stop! You're middle-aged. It's the perfect example. These are just two yeah. middle-aged men rolling around in the mud together. Neither of them are in shape to be fighting. They're too old to be acting like this. It's just so silly, and it's so it's funny, funny and to embarrassing watch. And it's like... embarrassing. These men should be embarrassed. But Aiden looks I hot. Love it. Aiden looks hot. He's covered in mud. Um, the dog bites big on the ass, <laughs> and that's what stops it. And they finally stop fighting, and they all go inside. And then it's it's just like they get cleaned once up. They beat, yeah, once they beat each other up and take a shower, they're over it, and they're like the best of friends. It's like they literally needed to just like. Pull the release valve. It was funny. It was, was funny. funny and they're eating eggs and Big is saying his like, you know, I can he's never, she could get eggs. me, but I can't get her. And he was like, Aiden's that's like, that's up. fucked up, man. And he's like, I yeah. know. And Carrie's just like rolling her She's eyes. Like, men. Yeah. And it, the episode leaves you off on a part, on a point where you're like, well, I hope this all works out for everyone. Unfortunately. Yeah, it leaves you off in a way you're like, oh, that was wholesome. They yeah. now they're over it. I love that. They've, they released the steam valve. They're over it. They have made them. They've. They're amicable now. At the end of the day, right. at least they're amicable. This should resolve things. Yes. And it does well, to an extent. 
yeah, it does for a while, but then things get bad again. But in the moment, you're like, okay, think they're over it now. But I will say, at least now, when we do get into the it getting bad again with Carrie and Aiden, it's not necessarily Big's fault, which is nice. It's Carrie. It's Carrie not being able to, like, reckon with settling down. She's not able to settle down with Aiden specifically. She pictured her life going in a different direction. And then when it becomes time to approach that direction. She can't handle she's it. She's like, she can't handle the fact that it's Aiden and not Big. Yes. That's what it is. It's exactly what it is. She, she says it's because she's not ready to get married. When really what it is is she pictured taking this step with someone else. 100%. And she just can't, yeah, she can't reckon with the, the difference in her perceived end. Right. Anyway, but that was such a good episode. That I was love it that episode. For Sex in the City. That was it. We, we love this show. We love Sex in the City so much. Uh, we it. are going to attempt to catch up and watch the second season of And Just Like That and do a little mini bonus episode talking about it all. We are mostly just excited to see Samantha again. We just can't wait to see Samantha, and I'm excited to see Carrie and um, Aiden kiss again after like 20 years. But the thing is, like, I've already basically seen them kiss, like, 500 different angles on Twitter. Yeah. Like, different people posting spoilers. So, like, I, like, I'm excited for it, but I basically already know that they're going to get back together. I can tell. Yeah. From the vibe of the photos, just based on the vibe of the photos, I can tell they're getting back. Yeah, I've gotten spoiled a bit more, and I won't say anything. I'm just, all I want is to see Samantha back on my TV. I'm so. Me too. I, I it's a visual scene. Well, it is. It's a visual scene. From oh what I God. saw, it's she's on right, screen. Said, she's dressed by Pat she Field. She wanted to be dressed by Pat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm. Okay, okay. My fingers are crossed. I'm, oh my God! What is this scene gonna be? No, I can't. I, I don't can't, know. We're gonna we're gonna catch up. The episode is we on Thursday. We're gonna watch. We're gonna hopefully have an episode out next week for you talking about and just like that season two. A little bonus up. Yeah. And then we're going to take another hiatus, and then we'll be coming back with our next show for yes. season five of the podcast. Very exciting. Should uh, we tell them what it is? Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Get everyone okay, excited. Well, we, we are going to do a reality show yes. for our next show. One of our all-time faves. One of my all-time favorites. And people who know me know I am a historian of this show. <laughs> I know everything there is to know about the show you ask me a question about the show, I will answer it within ten seconds or less. Like these are our these are some of this our is favorite my people. Yeah, this, this is, is our my fucking family. This is our family. This is our cousins, our aunts, yeah. our uncles. Um, yeah, my enemies, my friends. <laughs> specifically, They're everything. Specifically, one woman is my enemy. Uh, specifically, one woman and one man are my enemy because I'm I've been rewatching it already preemptively with Bernie. Oh and God. Okay, we're just going to tell them. We're yeah. going to watch Jersey Shore. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. I can't even explain how excited I am. I already have, like, a running list of episodes I want to talk about in my head. <laughs> yeah, I part, need to part start. Part of me is, like, we should do a longer season for the show because there's so many <laughs> I mean, ones. I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. Mm. It's not a bad idea. I, I love the show. I grew up going to the shore. I grew up going to Seaside specifically. I love <sighs> the Jersey Shore, the place and the show. I love these people. I, I'm a defense attorney for every human being on the show, even the ones I hate. And what I will same, say, same, they people, make good TV. People who used to hate on like Snooky. No, never in my life will I understand. I wrote, hate I wrote for y'all's names down yeah. on a piece of paper and did voodoo magic on yeah. it. and cursed you all back in the sixth grade. I'll see you in hell because that I ride for Snooky. 
I ride for Snooki. I ride for Joe. I ride for all of these people. I love who they are. I ride for fucking Vinny. I really, I ride so for hard. fucking Snooki, Wow, Polly D would never yeah. hurt a fly. No, love him to pieces. Love him to I, pieces. And you know who I love? This is gonna ruffle some feathers. I realize that I love Mike the situation in his evolved form. I he do too. Truly, he's, he's made good. His fucking life around. He. he I agree. We'll get into it. We can't. That's a, a, a taste. That's just a taste of what y'all are going to get. This might be the show I'm most excited to talk about so far. I am too, kind of. I'm like trembling. I think it'll also be really fun for us to jump into reality TV and step away some I can't wait to talk about stuff. some of the impacts that these human yes. beings have had on my life. I, I just, I'm so excited. Uh, I hope you are ready. excited. If you haven't seen Jersey Shore, please go watch it. Go watch it, bitch. What are you watch doing? it without us and then watch it with us. If you haven't watched Jersey Shore, you have no business. You you are not my friend anymore. That's crazy. It 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 does blow my mind when people haven't seen it. It's so it's just so deeply ingrained in me. Like what 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 were you doing during the years of like? Uh, I don't know. I like that was appointment television to me. You you were living under a rock. Truly, truly. But we're gonna start watching. We're gonna do Jersey Shore next. The influence. The uh, influence. We will give more information when we get closer to it. We're. I still I have to do some rewatching to get my episodes picked and, and everything like that. Brittany and I watched almost all of Family Vacation recently. Then okay. I was like, oh my god, this is like making me want to watch the original. So yeah. we went back. We started with the Italy season. Then we watched. Um, See, I the love second. the Miami season. I love the Miami season too, but I, you know what I realized? I avoided that season in previous rewatches. That would be like the least, my least one that I was excited for to watch. Yeah. And then we've, we've recently started rewatching Miami. It's I was like, you so know what? Put good. on Miami. It's been a while since I watched Miami. We turned it on. That is the juiciest motherfucking season. That's where we get. Italy. The no. Sa- Sam. That's when we get the no. Sam, the first <laughs> night when you left bed crying, Ron Ronnie put his head between two cocktails waist's breasts. Oh, my we- God. Okay, okay. We can't keep going. We could be here for another hour and a half. We are going to talk about... Uh, Jersey Shore. You guys need to watch the show. I'm sorry. Yes. You really need to. Watch the show. Where maybe maybe we'll do a longer se- uh, series about it. We do really love lo- There's so much. I think it's also... I think it would warrant a longer series, too, because there is the original show and then Family Vacation, unless we wanted to treat them as too different, but I think we shouldn't. Although Family Vacation is starting to get on the longer side. Yeah. Like, there's already... I think they're in season five of it. Yeah, it's like basically just as long as the original show now. Yeah, so we might want to consider that but yeah. we'll let y'all but know we'll figure we it out don't worry about us okay well we love y'all thanks for listening stay tuned for our next season yes thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for a potential bonus app yeah again no promises we'll see how things work out <laughs> they'll drop soon <laughs> bye bye oh my god he's online can he see me what the hell is she talking about who's this Can I speak to angelina please no she died